This is Forge Daily with Mackenzie Barwell on the Forge Audio Network. Forge fans, welcome back to another week of Forge Daily. Today is June 19th, 2023. I'm your host, Mackenzie Barwell, here to give you all things Forge FC. In a little bit of a transition period right now, the team doesn't return to Hamilton until Wednesday after tomorrow's matchup. So for today's episode, we are going to do a quick recap of what happened on Friday and then turn to tomorrow's matchup against Vancouver FC. Later on, I am joined by Forge FC's Noah Jensen via Zoom, and we talked about the process of traveling, but also preparing for a game at the same time. He also touches on his overall experience with the team since signing in 2022. But first, let's rewind and go over what you saw on Friday against Valor. A frustrating outcome, to say the least. Forge finished the match with a total of 55.5% possession and an expected goals rating of one65 compared to Valor FC's 0.26. But numbers don't really matter in this case because Forge FC ultimately falling short in a 2-0 loss. Valor opened the scoring in the first half, 39th minute, and then would bury a second one in the 63rd. Forge now hold a record of five wins, three losses, and four draws in all competitions now in 2023. But some room for redemption. The team is now in BC for their second matchup against Vancouver FC. The last time these two teams met up was in Hamilton exactly a month ago today. Actually, it was May 19th. Either side would settle for a point um, after finishing the game in a 0-0 draw. Vancouver now sitting at the bottom of the league with a total of seven points. In their last five games, they've collected three losses and two draws. So Forge definitely looking to pull away with three extra points tomorrow night. But the last time they played Vancouver, they proved to be a team who can compete. So an an easy match is not to be expected. All right, let's get into my conversation with Noah Jensen. We talked about where the team is at now, but also his experience as an individual player. Noah, thank you so much for joining me here on Forge Daily. I'm very happy to have you. Wanted to start by asking, how are you feeling? How's the team feeling? Because it's not easy playing two games in the span of three to four days and let alone traveling from Winnipeg to Vancouver. Yeah, you know, the the travel is fun. It's nice being around the team, but uh, to go through three time zones in the past week is is not the enjoyable part. But, you know, we're getting through it. Um, we're getting, getting rested up. We're training well and uh, we're ready to go tomorrow night against Vancouver. So the, is there some training that takes place in this kind of weird transition period? How do you how do you kind of balance the rest and recovery from Friday's match, but also preparation for tomorrow? Yeah, I think it's a tough one because, you know, obviously we had a we had a game very recently, but then we also had the the three hour flight from Winnipeg to, to Vancouver. So that's something you always have to take into consideration, giving us enough uh, resting time to allow our bodies to regenerate to our our max capacity. But you know, our our training has been managed. We were able to get a session in after the game in Winnipeg and then get a session in yesterday. Um, so we just got the one today, match day minus one, and then the, the big game tomorrow. And you're and you're not doing any tourism in BC, I guess, eh? No, unfortunately not. The the best we can do is just stare out the window as we drive to drive to this training <laughs> facility. So. Okay, so before we get into what to expect tomorrow, I kinda wanna narrow in on your experience as a as a player individually for now. You played League One with uh, Sigma FC, right, for about four yeah, years? Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, I'll pretend like I didn't do the research before. <laughs> <okay>? <laughs> I, I trust you. I trust that that is accurate. 
How influential were those years for you? Because I've talked to a few of your teammates and they've also said that they came from, from Sigma. And can you point out who those guys were that you still play with now? Yeah, so um, Malcolm Duncan, who just signed this year, him and I have been, we were actually teammates when we were 11 years old before Sigma. And then we uh, we met again at Sigma when I was 15, just joining the club. Um, so I've been friends with Malcolm for a long time. But over that period, you know, I played with Tristan Borges, Tristan Henry, Dominic Samuel, Dominic Samuel, sorry, a bunch of other names. Um, and just kind of shows you how... Uh, how influential Sigma was on all of our careers. You know, Sigma was a great thing for me at the time when I joined. It kind of gave me a platform to expose myself to American universities, which was my goal at the time. Um, and then when I came back during the summers of university to, to play with Sigma, um, I was given the opportunity to come in and train at Forge, get accustomed with the environment a little bit, and just kind of become familiar with the, the CPL, which was an amazing thing for my development and it was an amazing opportunity I think for the coaches to see me in this environment and see what I can do. I'm I'm curious when when you were able to play under Bobby and get that experience from him as as a coach did you find that the transition to the CPL was a little bit smoother because you continued playing for him? Yeah 100% and I think if you asked anyone who came into an environment coached by Bobby you would say that it's a little intimidating at, at first which I think is a very realistic uh, analysis of the way that he kind of handles himself and creates an environment in training and outside of training in our preparation for each game. So from that perspective, he definitely prepared me. He he showed me what I needed to expect. Um, but also, Bobby's a very good coach at getting the best out of his players. Um, he knows how everyone kind of needs to be treated and handled um, to be able to get the the best out of them every single day and so I think personally me knowing him a long time and him knowing a lot of our players a long time has really helped with that and uh, that goes a long way in a professional environment when you can manage your players very well and continuously get the best out of them. Yeah for sure and even though you did have that familiarity on a coaching level do you remember there being one big shift I guess I could say in terms of going from that USL um, Division 2 league into, into the CPL? You did do your research. Bang. <laughs> right up here. Yeah. So me, I played in uh, USL League 2 uh, with the Flint City Bucks. That was the first summer, I believe, that I hadn't come back and played with Sigma. I stayed in Michigan and right, played right. there. So that was kind of like a new challenge for me. And I think it was a good challenge to, to kind of put myself in a un uncomfortable environment, one that I wasn't really accustomed to, one where I was playing with new players under new coaches. Um, just giving myself an opportunity to kind of prove myself to a different audience. That was a great experience for me. I know I met a lot of guys who play in the professional ranks now. It was a very high-quality team, but it was definitely very different from Sigma, I'd say, because I know some of my closest friends that I've made in football are from my Sigma 99 team. And uh, we, were, we were really a close-knit group, and the bonds that I made with my teammates, you know, our, our friendships that will last forever. So I think that was a little bit of an adjustment for me, but uh, yeah, I still I still say playing playing USL League Two was a good experience for me. It gave me a good platform to to show myself to other coaches and scouts who maybe had not seen me play before. Do you feel that that kind of culture or that like close knit feeling within the team also kind of translated into your time with Forge as well? Not just because you played with some of them at Sigma, but just because that's kind of the reality of the club. Yeah, I think that's 
probably one of the things that Forge has done the best out of any team in the CPL so far is even from the first day that they were created, I watched, you know, all the players get announced that were signing and they're all players that had played together before. It wasn't like you were going into to preseason with 25 different guys, you know, who you, you had never seen step seen step on the field together. So I think that has been carried over to, to now. Um, but I do also think that, you know, Bobby's done a good job at like players like myself and Malcolm. We've been in the environment before, even though it was just training. Um, we know what the team is like. The players know what we are like. And uh, just kind of having a gauge of, you know, where you fit in, how to fit in kind of helps th- with that transition. Because it's, t- it's tough always going into a locker room of guys who are all friends with each other. Um, and you're just you're just kind of the new person just trying to wade your way in there. But I think that us being in that locker room before really, really helped us out and helped with the transition of becoming a part of the team. Now being a part of such a tight knit group and potentially also having some mentors coming into the team. What are the kinds of conversations that are had in the locker room after a game like Friday's? You know, it's tough because I think especially after performances like that, you know, everyone's obviously disappointed. It's 100% not the result we wanted. It's not the performance we wanted or needed. Um, but again, like if you look at the, the bigger picture, it's not the end of the world. You know, teams lose games every week. And yeah, there's a lot of room for improvement. But at the same time, you can't kill yourself over just one poor performance. And so it's it's tough to manage that in the group. Obviously, some guys are like they want to reflect after the game, be quiet, like be quiet, stick to themselves. But there's also an element of, you know, grabbing the guy next to you and having a conversation with them and making sure everyone's on the same page and able to take some positives away from the game. And hopefully that teaches us a lesson going forward. Um, And you speak about mentors, you know, we have 25 mentors in our locker room. You know, I think everyone's really taken on a role of helping the guys around them. I know for me, it's been nice to have a lot of the I hate to call them older guys, but they're older than me. <laughs> so like like guys like Kyle and Ashton and Alex, even Tristan Borges, you know, they've all done a lot for me off the field, not just in terms of football, but, you know, just teaching me life lessons, which is uh, stuff that I'm incredibly grateful for. But there's also, also the guys who are like around my age, like uh, Garvin and Alessandro, who are guys who I have really good friendships with. And we kind of go through all this stuff together you know it's our first time experiencing all of it so it's nice to have like the different levels of mentorship in the locker room because there's some guys teaching you stuff but then there's some guys you just are getting through it together yeah yeah and so also just because they're older than you doesn't mean the guy who's the same age next you can't also be a mentor to you so I 100% see where you're coming from yeah exactly and I think that's definitely definitely one of our strongest attributes is we have so many guys that are are willing to put someone under their arm and to pick them up after when they're down um and yeah that goes a long way yeah for sure i think that's really cool now you guys obviously have a chance to kind of turn things around tomorrow and i guess this question is for you individually do you use last friday's match as kind of motivation or or do you just go into tomorrow with a fresh mindset and clean slate kind of thing um i think you know are definitely I think it's been our last four results you know we haven't haven't really been what we've wanted we've been disappointed after all of them um and so I think that gives you a little bit of motivation because uh you know so, someone's gonna have to kick start kick start the winning by putting the ball in the back of the net I think so 
that's a motivator for everyone. Um, but at the same time, we know the quality of team that we are. We know the quality of players that we have. But we also know that, you know, it's not just good enough to show up and expect to win games. Uh, we're going to have to put in work, put in effort, and outperform the way that we've been uh, showing up to our last couple games. So we know that's that's going to be the case. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to have to bring it all against Vancouver. My one thing before before we wrap this up, you mentioned that you and Malcolm had been playing together since you were 11. Do you feel when you're like on the pitch together, is there like a, a special connection? <laughs> <laughs> there is a special connection. And another one, um, me and Tristan Borges, we we used to train together when I was about like 10 years old. He was He would have been 11, so... Me and Borges have been friends for a long, long time. That's why we're roommate. We're roommates on all these trips. Um, I, Malcolm and I we played at Power Soccer, which is a interesting place when we were eleven years old. Um, I think Malcolm was a winger back then, and I was a striker. So we we've definitely come a full one eighty since then. Um, but yeah, he's uh he's been a guy that I've known for a long time, and uh, playing with him at Sigma, we. Went on a lot of long bus trips together. Um, we got to know each other really well. Um, like I said before, that, that Sigma 99 team that we had, we we're all amazing friends. Uh, there's a lot of guys on that team that I know he's still friends with, I'm still friends with. And uh, friendships like that in football go a long way. You know, you uh, you don't search for them that often, but they just appear out of nowhere. And they're friendships that last for a lifetime. So I'm very happy that he's now my teammate. He's a part of our team. and we're able to work on the same field once again, which has been great. Maybe a little telepathy when you're on the on the field. Exactly. We have that, that unspoken connection. Yes, that's what I was looking for. It literally took me five minutes <laughs> to come up with the word special connection. I was like, that is not what I'm that is not what I'm It's meant. okay. We we got there in the end. We got there in the that's end. All that matters. <laughs> okay, Noah, that's all I have. Uh I really appreciate you coming on and good luck tomorrow. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. That'll wrap up my interview with Noah Jensen. I will be back on Wednesday for another episode of Forge Daily and Behind the Beard. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you then. And in the meantime, enjoy the game tomorrow at 10 p.m. on One Soccer. This has been Forge Daily with Mackenzie Barwell. If you like what you heard, please like, follow, subscribe, comment, and share. Is Borges in the room listening right now? He literally just walked in, which is funny because we were talking about it. Hey, Tom, I'll give a special shout-out on the podcast. Borges, you get a special shout-out on the podcast. It says thank you.